Welcome to the Apostolic Keynote Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Yesterday, the US opened their embassy in Jerusalem. So there was an event going on in Jerusalem, and obviously around Gaza and along the border there, there was uh, a lot of, uh, let's just call it violence, uh, a lot of stuff that went on, uh, thousands of, of people from Gaza in and around the, the border there, and uh, there were about 58 people that died yesterday, um, and, uh, and I'm sure there's going to be more stuff going on today, obviously we're going to pray at the end uh, in a few minutes, um, but there'll be more kind of stuff going on. And uh, what we want to do is just read some scriptures because whenever anything is going on in the natural, we, we, we always need to look at, well, what, we need to look at the word and see, well, what is God saying? What has God already said? And what is taking place now? Uh, because it's very easy to look at the news. It's very easy to look at natural events and view things from that perspective or try and work out how does God's word fit into that rather than the other way round. So we're going to look at some, some scriptures. So if you want to turn in your Bible, Psalm 126, we're going to look at first. We're going to look at quite a few verses. I'm not going to say a lot, a lot. It's just more verses from the Bible. The world obviously doesn't refer to the word of God. The world gets caught up in politics, uh, in religion, uh, gets caught up in um, offence. Uh, it gets caught up in the, in the emotional uh, realities that go on in people's lives. And in this context, many people don't actually go back really through the history uh, of Israel, the Jewish people, and how it all started in the first place. They only, lots of people only go back to a certain point. Maybe some go back to 1948 when Israel became a nation and that's where they start. Maybe others go a little bit further back. Uh, but people start where they want to start to fit the narrative and the story that they want to tell. Uh, but most people don't refer to the Word of God. And obviously as believers... Uh, we understand the word of God to be um, the plumb line or the measuring line uh, or the backstop to whatever's going on in the world. Uh, <clears throat> and so we need to read the word and understand what God says so that we, we don't take sides in anything that is going on uh, in, in the world and particularly in Israel and the Middle East at this moment. Jesus, uh, he came and died once for all. And so the cross is for every person. God's heart is for every person to know him. Uh, He's not just pro one person or one nation or one people group and anti everybody else. Uh, God's heart is for every nation. And we see that right at the beginning in Genesis when God first spoke to Abraham and gave him covenant promises that he was going to not only bless him and the people uh, that come from him, but he was going to bless the nations through him and his descendants. See that in Genesis 12, first few verses. So right at that point, God speaks about the nations being being blessed. And so um, if we just start with what, Psalm 126, he's going to read the first few, well, the six verses that are 126. Um, We've always got to start with the word of God and everything else then has to tally up with, with, with that. So this is what the Psalm 126 says. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. So obviously this psalm is talking about uh, the the nation of Israel coming back to Jerusalem, God re-establishing them, the exiles in the land. It's like a dream. It's God fulfilling um, his promises 
to the people of Israel. And <clears throat> it's important that we, we, we read the word and we see God's purposes, God's, not, not just his promises that he will do something, but what he has done. And he has brought them back into the land. He has brought them back into the nation, the nation that belongs to them. How, how people are handled and treated in, those nation, in that nation doesn't necessarily line up with exactly how the word of God is at this moment because there are numbers of scriptures uh, through the Old Testament that tells uh, Israel how they are to treat those within their borders and, and, and what, is the, what that is supposed to look like. And to a huge degree, uh, there are a lot of things in terms of Israel's behaviour towards the people within their borders and even towards the Palestinians that are never communicated in the news in terms of how they are, um, in terms of medical supplies and putting other resources into the West Bank and into Gaza. And uh, some things you'll never hear is how daily they take children out of Gaza, take them to Israeli hospitals, operate on them, save their lives and then take them back home to Gaza. Now you'll never hear that on the news but that goes on every day. Uh, that's, you know, and there's other things like that in terms of Israel's behaviour towards the Palestinians. Uh, you might have seen the news the last 24 hours and the way the news is picturing what is going on is that Israel is just shooting people indiscriminately on the, um, the border with Gaza just because, you know, in quotes, they're called the aggressor and all of that kind of stuff. Now, behind all of that, there's so much more going on that in one sense, when you try and explain it, it looks very complicated and is difficult to understand. And because people look from a very natural perspective on what is going on, they just look at sides uh, uh, rather than there is a spiritual reality to what is going on in terms of the whole conflict that's taking place there uh, at the moment. So let's just go to Genesis 35 uh, this kind of sums up God's covenant promises to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in these few words, a uh, few sentences. Genesis 35 verses 9 to 12. God appeared to Jacob and blessed him. God said to him, your name is Jacob, but you will no longer be called Jacob. Your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and increase in number. A nation and a community of nations will come from you and kings will be among your descendants. The land I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I also give to you. And I will give this land to your descendants after you. So God is not a man that he should lie. God has made covenant promises to the nation of Israel. Abraham, Isaac and, and Jacob. Jacob, obviously God changed his name to, to Israel. And he's made covenant promises and God's never going to go back on his word. He can't. It's impossible. So what God has set in place is set in place and it's not reversible. And <clears throat> so it's not about taking an arrogant position and uh, that says, well, that's it. So stuff everybody else. God has made covenant promises to a nation to reveal himself to them but because he wants to reveal himself through them to a nation. That was God's purposes, to reveal himself to the Jews, to reveal himself to them so he could then reveal himself through them to the rest of the nations. So God's intent is to bless the nations. That's why God's not about sides, whose sides you want. Well, God's pro-Israel, but he's anti-Palestinian. That is not true. God's heart is for Israel, Jews, Arabs, Muslims that live there. His heart is for them in the same way his heart is for every Palestinian. Same way his heart is for every Iranian, everybody that lives in Syria, Lebanon. That's God's heart, whether it's UK, France, Italy, Germany, the States, Southern America. God's heart is that every person would know him. So God's not anti-nations. He's not anti-people groups. This is another tough one. We know that Hamas uh, are, a, are a terror group and they're behind a lot of what's going on and, and basically they want to wipe Israel off the planet. But, and, and this is tough in the natural, but yet God loves the guys who run Hamas. doesn't love what they do, but his heart is for them to actually come to know him. Are you, are you there? 
Why? Because that's his heart for people. And so when we look at what is going on, we, we can't let natural emotions rise up and say, well, that's not right, and this is not right, and, you know, la, la, la. You know, we have to say, Father, your word says this, your heart is this. So I want to pray in line with your word. I want to declare things in line with your, your word, you know. So uh, let's have a look. Isaiah 43, it says, O Jacob, O Israel, okay, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. There there, there is a lot of aggression towards Israel uh, as a nation, and none of us would agree with everything that the, the state, the modern state of Israel does. Okay, so you could say even yesterday, why, why shoot with live ammo? Why not use rubber bullets? You know, uh, all of that kind of stuff. So there, there are things where, we're, you know, we're not, if we have a heart for Israel and God's purposes, we're not saying we rubber stamp everything that, that they're doing as a nation. Are, are, you, are you there? You know, um, so... <clears throat> this book, uh, through all the adversity, all the opposition, everything else, basically God is saying, I'm still with you and I'm going to bring you through the other side. The ultimate evidence of that was in 1948 when Israel became uh, a nation or was reborn as a nation in our time, uh, when out of the ashes of the Holocaust, you know, God brings new life. He brings a nation out of what seems total destruction. Why? Because God is faithful to his word. And we've just read it here. When you go through deep waters, when you go through rivers of difficulty, when you go through the fires of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your saviour. So kingdoms have come and gone over the centuries and the millenniums, but yet Israel is still here today. Why? Because God's covenant, God's promises, God's purposes, not just for the nation of Israel, but for the nations. So that's what this is about. It's not just about one nation. This is about God's purposes for the nations and his salvation purposes that he is outworking. But you are my witnesses, O Israel, says the Lord. You're my servant. You have been chosen to know me, believe in me and understand that I alone am God. There is no other God, and there never has been, and there never will be. Now, we know behind the whole thing that's going on is a spiritual battle. And uh, whether the world agrees with this or not uh, is another thing, but we know the spiritual reality. We have God in heaven, and we have the devil The devil does not want the plans of God to be outworked on the earth. And so the enemy is behind a lot of different things around the world. And he's certainly behind some of the stuff going on. And and it's a spiritual battle that's that's taking place. Why is Hamas's agenda to wipe Israel off the planet? Because in the devil's mind, if he can wipe Israel off the planet, off the map, then God can't fulfil his purposes. So the enemy works in and through people to work out his purposes. And a lot of the time, people don't even realise it's the devil that is working in them and through them because of deception. And when you, when you, how, how God sees the whole scenario is pretty straightforward and pretty simple. But yet it's very complicated in the natural because of all the different arguments and emotions and all of that that come into it. But when you talk about God's purposes and how he sees it, it's pretty straightforward. He's made covenant promises to a people and a nation that will also bless the nations. There is an enemy called the devil who does not want God's purposes to be outworked. And so whatever form rises to oppose the purposes of God... That's when you get the different arguments, different viewpoints, different opinions. People get upset, take an offence and everything. That's when it starts to look complicated. Are you, are you, are you there? 
Okay, so let's just look at um, Psalm 132 for a minute. For the Lord has chosen Jerusalem. So in, uh, in the Old Testament, the word Jerusalem is, occurs around about, depends which translation you read, but the, Jerusalem is mentioned around about 660 times in the Old Testament. And the word Zion, which is, can be interchanged with Jerusalem, is used 158 times. So over 820-something times, Jerusalem or Zion is used in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, 146 times Jerusalem is used and seven times for Zion. So it's not like, you know, sort of God mentions Jerusalem every now and then because he kind of, you know, it's a holiday destination that he might go to every now and then. We see here, for the Lord has chosen Jerusalem, he has desired it for his home. This is my resting place forever, he said. I will live here for this is the home I desired. I will bless this city and make it prosperous. I will satisfy its poor with food. I will clothe its priests with godliness. Its faithful servants will sing for joy. Here I will increase the power of David. My anointed one will be a light for my people. So this is God speaking about his own city. What he has established for himself. I've desired it as much. So that's where his, 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 his name is going to be forever. It's his home. It belongs to him. Okay, That's why you hear various things being said that um, you know, Jerusalem is the eternal capital of Israel. Um, they're not making a political statement there, which is how it's viewed because of all the different factions going on. What they're actually making is a, a spiritual reality statement according to the purposes of God. And what complicates it is all the other factions over the years that have made, laid claim to it, uh, saying this is our holy city. In the Quran, Jerusalem's not even mentioned, so yet they claim it as one of their holy cities, which is crazy. Somebody said once, you know, if you keep, if you keep saying a lie long enough, people will begin to believe it. And some of what, what's gone on over the years is lies or negativity or whatever has been spoken so many times that now people are beginning to believe the lie and believe certain things. That well, that's, I've heard that so often, it must be true by now. Maybe others have never even heard anything else except the lie and you've only heard the lie, therefore the lie is believed as the truth. And when you come with something that is the truth, they think, yeah, but that's not the truth because that doesn't fit with what my understanding is. And, and that's how the enemy works. He likes to turn truth into falsehood and falsehood into truth. Why? Because he's the, he's the liar. He's the deceiver, you know, not just the brethren, but of, uh, in, in the world. He's, he's... So let's just have a look at another couple of scriptures, Isaiah 60. So in the context of um, God saying, I will increase the power of David, and my anointed one will be a light for the people. Look at Isaiah 60, well-known verses. Arise, Jerusalem. Let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to your radiance. In the natural, it doesn't look like that at the moment. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of angst, a lot of stuff. It looks like in a lot of ways the nations are uh, getting more annoyed with Israel, especially with some of the things in the last 24 hours, getting more annoyed with America, uh, what Trump's doing. I'm not making any comments on that. But um, in terms of, you know, upsetting the apple cart uh, and all of that kind of stuff, um, we, we would all agree that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. But we're not making that as a political statement to wind anybody up. We just believe that's, you know. And I think there's an element where Trump is just coming out and saying the reality of, of what it is already the reality. Um, but it's all the fallout that comes from that because behind it all there's a spiritual battle. God's purpose is the devil wants to stop them. And that, that's the backdrop behind it but all. And uh, so then um, uh, let's have a look at Psalm 122. So what, is, what does the Lord say then? Pray for the peace in, of Jerusalem. 
May all who love this city prosper. O Jerusalem, may there be peace within your walls and prosperity in your palaces. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, may you have peace. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek what is best for you, O Jerusalem. So in, in this whole context, what God wants us to do is not get political with it all and not have uh, uh, take a side or take a preference in terms of emotionally you look on the news or you hear what's going on and, and, and begin to get swayed by that. No, we stick to what the word of God says. And what does he say? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, the well-being, the salvation of the city, of the nation. May all who love her prosper. May peace be within your walls and prosperity in your palaces. So we're here to pray peace. We're here to pray God's purposes. We're not here to say so-and-so are right, so-and-so are wrong. They shouldn't have done this. They should have done the other. If they've done that, we're not here. Our, our, our opinions and just saying what we think won't make a jot of difference to what is going on. What will make a difference is when we stand here and pray and then pray the word of God and speak and declare the word of God over the nation, over the city, over the people, over that region. That's what's going to bring God's purposes uh, in terms of when we pray, when we agree with God. And uh, we might not understand everything fully and some of how things work out. You're like, well, how, how does that, you know? Um, but that's where we need to just stick to what God says. Like Isaiah uh, 62, let's have a, a read of a few things in here. This is what the Lord says, because I love Zion, because I love Jerusalem, I will not keep still because my heart yearns for Jerusalem. I cannot remain silent. So, we, so in prayer, we cannot remain silent. We must pray the purposes of God. We must pray the word of God. We must pray the will of God. Okay, But also there's some other ways that we don't remain silent as well, uh, which maybe for another day in terms of talking about what that looks like um, but we do need to stand with Israel and with the Jewish people but when we say that we're going to stand with the Jewish people uh, that doesn't just mean we are against other people okay so as soon as you become pro something you're going to be anti something else and and this is where we're not pro Israel pro the Jewish people in the sense that we are pro them and anti other people no that it, it talks about pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It, the scripture we just read before was about loving Jerusalem, loving the place, the people. So, And we do that because that's God's heart for the people. But we know God's heart is also for every Arab and anybody from any other nation that is, uh, that is there. So we want to pray with God's heart in terms of and then speak with God's heart. Uh, in, and, and in terms of not remaining silent, yes, there, we need to stand up with the Jewish people against anti-Semitism. Because that's a demonic spirit, anti-Semitism. It's all connected with wanting to wipe the Jewish people off the planet, because then that connects with Israel as a nation and wipe them off the planet. That's the spirit of anti-Semitism. It's not just, uh, I don't like you because you're Jewish, so I'm going to give you a hard time. The spirit of anti-Semitism is, is death to the Jewish people. That's, that's what it is. It's, it's a demonic spirit of death. And, and so we, as believers, we're here to stand with the nation of Israel and with the Jewish people against that kind of spirit uh, because we're standing for God's purposes. But within that, when we stand with those people, we're also standing with the God of salvation because God wants to bring salvation to the nations. Are, are you there? I don't know if I'm explaining this very well today. But, um, so then, then it says uh, here, I will not stop praying for her until her righteousness shines like the dawn and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. The nations will see your righteousness. World leaders will be blinded by your glory. <laughs> that's, that's a miracle right there for that to happen. Because at this moment, world leaders are certainly not seeing what is going on in that way. Why? Because everybody's looking at something in the natural. So <clears throat> this is why we need to pray. Uh, because at some point, the spiritual will overtake the political. 
The spiritual will overtake what looks in the natural to be certain ways. The spiritual, God's purposes will overtake and the nations will have their eyes open, begin to see what God is doing and where God is in everything that's happening. Then if look at Isaiah 62, verses 6 and 7. O Jerusalem, I've posted watchmen on your walls. That's us lot. Believers who will pray. They will pray day and night continually. Take no rest, all who pray to the Lord. Give the Lord no rest until he completes his work, until he makes Jerusalem the praise of the earth. Wow. That... To, to speak those verses in the context of what's going on right now, um, give the Lord no rest until he completes his work, until he makes Jerusalem the praise of all the earth. When Jesus returns, when the Messiah comes, he's going to come to Jerusalem. Talks about that in the Word. He, he's gonna, his feet, Mount of Olives, is going to come, boom. He's going to come to Jerusalem because that's his resting place. That's his home. And that's the eternal, that's the holy city or whatever of God. So he's going to return and he's going to complete his work at some point. And that's what we're to pray into. Yes, the peace of Jerusalem now, but also the salvation of the nation now. In terms of God doing only what he can do. Then a few verses later, 10 and 11. Go through the gates, prepare the highway for my people to return. Smooth out the road, pull out the boulders. Raise a flag for all the nations to see. The Lord has sent his message to every land. Tell the people of Israel, look, your saviour is coming. So we're a people of hope. You look at the news and it looks pretty, doesn't look that hopeful. But we're a people of hope because in the skirmish that's going on now, there is, it's a skirmish, it's not the end of the, the war, as it were, or the battle. And, and there's, there's going to be clashes in the natural to do with Israel and Jerusalem. There's, and there's going to be more going forward uh, because it's a spiritual battle, not a natural one. And the enemy wants to position everything in the natural to make Israel the aggressor, the oppressor, the occupier, and all of that kind of stuff, to make Israel look bad, to turn the nations, all the nations, against Israel and everything, which then, make, which, which then to the nations looks like the God of Israel then is negative, is oppressive, is controlling, is an occupier, is a, you know? And, and that's what the enemy wants to do, the devil wants to do, he wants to make, God look like the bad guy. Uh, and so why? Because the enemy is the one who twists, the one who twists. And, uh, but let's have a look at Jeremiah 31, a couple more verses, okay? So in amongst all the, the angst and the trouble uh, and the challenge that's going on now, God's heart is for the nation of Israel, for the people of Israel, which is the Jews. Also, his heart is for all the Arabs that live there, the Palestinians in the West Bank and in Gaza. But look at this, uh, look at these promises that just threaded through the Old Testament here, through the Bible. He appoints, this is Jeremiah 31, 35 and 36. He appoints the sun to shine by day, who decrees the moon and stars to shine by night who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. Only if these decrees vanish from my sight, declares the Lord, will Israel ever cease being a nation before me. What's he basically saying? Well, the sun rises every day and that's never going to stop. The moon and the stars appear every night. That's never going to change. The sea roars and this and the other. That's just, he set all that in motion. It's the way it works. And what it's basically saying is, Israel will only ever cease to be a nation if the sun doesn't shine if the, you know, in the day, the moon and stars don't shine at night and the sea stops roaring. Well, that's, that's, that's always going to happen. So he's basically saying, look guys, 
whether you like it or not, the nation's here to stay. Because it's my nation, my people, my promises, my covenants, my purposes being outworked. It's like he's just validating his own word. And then let's look at this last scripture, Isaiah 25, verses 6 to 9. In Jerusalem, the Lord of heaven's armies will spread a wonderful feast. So this is what's to come for all the people of the world. It will be a delicious banquet with clear, well-aged wine and choice meat. There he will remove the cloud of gloom, the shadow of death that hangs over the earth. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against his land and people. The Lord has spoken. In that day the people will proclaim, There is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord in whom we trusted. Let us rejoice in the salvation he brings. For the Lord's hand of blessing will rest on Jerusalem. Why don't we why don't we get angry about what's going on? Why don't we need to defend what's going on? Because we don't have to defend God. We don't have to get upset in terms of, well, that's not right, this isn't right. Why? Because God knows what's going on. His plans and purposes are being outworked. That doesn't mean the way everything's taking place, say, in the last 24 hours is how he would do something at all. Um, but in it all, our, our responsibility is to say, right, this is what God's word says. This is what he has put in place. This is what he is outworking his plan of salvation. And so therefore we need to pray in line with God's word and we need to speak in line with God's word. So when you have conversations with people, um, it's not about defending what Israel are doing. Yes, they do have a right to defend themselves. How they do that, we might agree with or not agree with, you know, in terms of how some things are done. But in terms of the bigger picture of what God's doing, God is outworking his plans and purposes. And his heart is for every people group, every, every nation. Um, but he is not going to let anybody change his mind, change his will, change his purposes, change what he is ultimately going to fulfil and accomplish through his, uh, by his spirit, through his word. So let's stand together, shall we? I don't know if this has been very helpful to you guys or not, but um, thank you, Jesus. Just close your eyes for a minute and. If, um, if you don't understand a lot of what's going on there, or even from what I've said this morning, you're still like, well, that was great, it was totally confusing, um, or whatever, then maybe just ask the Lord and say, Father, would you give me your understanding of your word? That I would not just see the times that I'm living in, but I would also understand the times that we're in, but according to your word also, they know what to do in the times that we're in. What to think, how to believe, what to pray, what to speak, what to communicate. I'm not coming from a side's perspective. I'm really carrying your heart, and your word and your truth. So let's take a moment... Um, we don't want to have any negative attitude towards any particular group of people in terms of what's going on there. Uh, so just let's start with just the nation of Israel and whatever you think that is in your mind. And 
It, I don't know, you might have seen the news over the last 24 hours. You might have looked at it and gone, whoa, that's pretty aggressive. Why have they been shooting people and, and everything? And, and, it, and it, it, if you're not careful, it's easy to say, well, that's, that's over the top. That's just ridiculous. You know, just any, anything in your heart towards Israel and, and, and anything you think they've done that you don't agree with or not, not right, I'm not, just make sure your heart isn't reacting and then being critical or judgmental. By settling something in your heart doesn't then mean you agree with the way some things might be done. But what we don't want to have is in, in any way, shape or form is any seed of negativity or judgment or criticism, first of all, in our hearts. Just ask the Lord for his heart. In the same way with Palestinians, uh, again, this is not about sides. Anything that might be in your heart, you know, where you think, well, they deserve it or whether, you know, they're, they're not Israel or the Jews, so therefore, you know, any, any negativity, anything that, you know, just say, Father, I don't want to have any, any judgment, criticism, condemnation towards any Palestinians. Many of the Palestinians are victims in the middle of all this stuff. They're powerless Obviously, anything that is, is um, in terms of who Hamas are and what they represent in terms of terror and, and everything else. We obviously don't agree with, with anything that they'd be doing and how they go about doing whatever they're doing. But at the same time, and this is where it can only be a God thing, it's like, Father, I thank you for your heart for those people, for the, the people that are, in quotes, who, you know, Hamas, the, the guys leading it and everything else that that represents. Because they need God as much as anybody else needs God. So we're not here to advocate a side in terms of God's only on one person's side. God's heart is for every person there to know him. So let's just take a moment, shall we? Just, let's just pray right now for the peace of Jerusalem. The word peace there means salvation. Of, of Jerusalem. So Father, we thank you for your covenant promises to Israel, to Jerusalem, about Jerusalem, to the people. We thank you for your covenant promises. They will never, ever be broken. They will, or every one of them will be fulfilled. Some have been fulfilled. Others are being fulfilled in our day now and others are yet to be fulfilled but Father we thank you that everything you have spoken everything that you have promised will be fully outworked and completed in Israel in Jerusalem what that means in terms of blessing the nations Father we thank you we praise your name Father at this moment today right now we 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 pray right now for the peace of Jerusalem. Father, today your shalom peace in that city. Father, we pray as the 6,000 plus people walk around that city together. Father, we pray that your presence would be released. Your spirit would be released in that city, Father. 
Father, we pray right now that you would just release your angels to, on the borders of the nation and around the, that, the nation, Father, your protection. Father, we pray that, that there would be minimum, minimum kind of damage and, and fallout today. Father, we look at the news and, and what seems so complicated and so messy. Father, we, we know that you're the only one that can redeem, rescue, change, save. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask you that you would work today and move in that nation amongst the people. Father, today we ask you would reveal who you are in the midst of the turmoil that's going on. Father, we ask you would reveal who you are into people's lives today. In the hopelessness, in the desperation, in the anger, in the frustration, in the hatred, in the offence and all the demonic activity that's going on. Father, we know you're greater than all of that. And we ask you that you would you would move by your spirit, you would work in people's hearts and lives, that you would turn what seems to be such a negative thing, you would turn things around, Father. And we just pray your peace today. Father, over Chris and Sylvia, who read, who are there, to, you know, these few days, they're on the march today. Father, we just pray for your protection around them. Father, we just pray that you would give them your word and prophetic declarations to make as they're walking around. Father, and what they sent us yesterday, that you were saying to them, what you showed them from your word and, and all of that. Father, I thank you that you're already speaking. And Father, I thank you right there, feet on the ground, that there be a release from their lives, Father, along with all those who are praying and walking together. There'd be a release of your presence, a release of your word, that the spiritual reality of who you are, even today, would overtake the political reality, would overtake the natural reality. Today, the spiritual reality of who you are, Father, the power of your word, that your word is alive, it's living and active, would overtake what is going on, Father. We thank you for a release of your presence, a release of your angels to be at work, Father. We thank you. We praise your name. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Father, we just pray for our own nation, our own government. I know, Father, it'd be so easy for them to react and just go along with the status quo. Father, we know that there's so much political manoeuvring and stuff that's going on, and it always goes on, but it's going on regards to this situation. But Father, your word does say that when a nation lines up with Israel and blesses the nation of Israel, then that nation is blessed. Father, we know this nation still has a mandate on it in regards to Israel, standing with the nation of Israel, standing with the Jewish people, standing really for your purposes, Father, that you've got a mandate still on our nation that is yet to be fully fulfilled. And we just speak that alignment over this nation. We just speak that alignment over the UK, over this nation, to line up with the purposes of God, to line up with the Word of God. We just speak that over our nation right now. An alignment with God's word, an alignment with God's will, an alignment with God's purposes. No matter what that means in terms of jutting out in the nations, whatever that means against going against the political status quo and flow of things. Father, we thank you for our nation aligning with you and your purposes. Father, you would 
I don't know, somehow you would just bring the right people in the right places to, to make the right decisions, Father, uh, for Theresa May at this moment. Uh, whatever conviction needs to take place in her to begin to take steps to line up more with your word and with your purposes and what you are saying and what you are doing. Father, we ask you for the courage and the conviction deep within her amongst all the factions going on at the moment within our own government and within parliament across the parties to do with Brexit and everything else. They're all undermining each other in different ways. Father, we ask you for the spiritual courage and the and 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 the, to to stand, Father, in this moment, however unpopular that might look, to stand with you and your purposes. Father, we thank you that in these coming weeks and months, there's going to be a shift in our nation, a shift in our nation, in terms of decisions that are made in regards to Israel. Father, we pray for the church in this nation, for a revelation of you and your purposes in regards to Israel, a biblical understanding of your purposes. Father, we pray for church leaders, that you would open the eyes of church leaders' hearts, denominational leaders, the people that lead all the denominations, the the people that lead all the new, new church network and movements and streams and everything. Father, we ask you would open the eyes of people's hearts, open their spiritual eyes, you know, to your word and what you're doing, what you're saying. Father, we ask you that you'd help open their eyes so they don't just view from a political mindset or a sides mindset or a natural way of looking and thinking or it's too much of a hot potato to, to speak about because I'll lose people or it won't, be, it won't look good for me, all of that. Father, forgive us where the fear of man and, 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 and wanting to look good and all of that uh, 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 supersede standing with your word and with your purposes and speaking and teaching and declaring certain things. Father, I just pray that, that you would, that, that the eyes of leaders' hearts and minds would be opened in the church, Father, all over this nation so that we begin to preach and teach and declare your word, Father. We begin to communicate your heart in a way that isn't at this moment in regards to Israel, Father, and and the Jews. And your heart for the people there, Arabs and Muslims and Palestinians. Father, we as the church, this nation, we need to come from a spiritual perspective, not just a natural or political one, but a spiritual one. Father, we just thank you for your wisdom in terms of how we need to speak about all this stuff. Whoever asks us a question, whatever context we find ourselves in, that we would speak with your heart, not with any other preferences or from an emotional point of view, but we would speak your word by your spirit with clarity, with understanding, with your heart, with your compassion. Father, we praise your name. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. The the time we're in at the moment, it's a very prophetic moment, a very prophetic time. What is taking place right now? You know, whether you like Donald Trump or not, it doesn't matter. Whether you agree with some of what he does or doesn't do, or you like his personality or not, God's working through that guy. Not in everything he's doing, but there are some things where he, God is working through him. It's very difficult then to look at some of the things that went on yesterday and say, well, hang on a minute, you know, uh, where's God in that? Well, how certain things are then played out down to the way men, people decide things. But God is definitely working through that guy in certain ways.
And we are in really prophetic days at this, this moment in terms of what God's doing. The prayer breakfast next week that we're doing in London, Jerusalem prayer breakfast, that, that's a prophetic event. And what's going to be read and declared and spoken in a short event, it's only two hours start to finish, two and a half hours for when people to arrive and leave. But it's what God's going to release, it's what is going to be declared, it's what's going to be spoken, what's going to be decreed. And, and, and we're doing it as much for our own nation as we are in regards to Israel. Because this is about us as a nation aligning with God and his purposes. It's not just aligning with a natural nation, Israel, and saying, well, we, we love everything they do. No, this is... This is about aligning with God and his word and his will and his purpose. And our nation needs to align with God. So, Father, we just thank you. You continue to lead us in whatever you want us to be doing and saying in regards to all this as well. The breakfast brilliant and what you're going to do next week. But then after that, what follows and what's next and whatever that's going to look like. Father, we just thank you for your protection around every one of our lives in every way, around our marriages, our families, our relationships, around the church. As we step forward into new things and what you're saying, your protection around us, you guard us, hem us in from every side. No sickness will come upon us or no ailments will arise in the body in any way, shape or form. No accidents, nobody be taken out. There'll be nothing like that going on. Father, we thank you for health and wholeness. We thank you for your protection. We thank you, Father, that you're in in our midst and amongst us, Father, as we walk forward in this day and in this time. Father, we exalt you. We praise you. Father, we thank you for an even stronger relationship with the Israel Embassy in London, with the Jewish community and how that's going to go forward and the, the, the relationships are already building. Father, we thank you. We praise your name for your hand upon all of those things. We thank you for your wisdom going forward so that we do stick to your word and your purposes and not get even slightly off here or there, you know, without realising. Father, we thank you. You enable us to stay true to you and your word as we walk forward together. Father, give all of us in this room more understanding of what you're doing and what you're saying. Where, where we might be standing here today going, well, I'm a bit confused. Father, I ask you that you give more clarity and understanding from your word and, and, and when we teach on things, when we look at stuff. So, Father, we praise you, we exalt you for that you are at work in this nation. You are at work in Israel. You are at work in the nations. Father, we thank you. You continue to work and move. We praise your awesome name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.